It takes the right skills and the right innovation to design and manage meaningful print marketing solutions. Welcome to Podcast from the Printerverse, where we explore all facets of print and marketing that create meaningful communications and business success. Now, here's your host, the intergalactic ambassador to the Printerverse, Deborah Korn. Hey, everybody, welcome to Podcast from the Printerverse. Deborah Korn here live at the Customer Experience Center at in Boulder, Colorado, at RICO with Roger Charette, and you are the director here. I am. It's the uh, Customer Experience Center, and it's uh, focused solely on commercial and industrial print production. And it might be deceiving that your title is the director of the Experience Center. People might think, well, you're only concerned with booking meetings in there and doing demos, but there have been some major print companies in here since uh, I've been visiting, and it seems like there's a lot more going on in the Experience Center. Can you tell people about the mission here? Sure. So the Customer Experience Center, and me in particular, is really focused on presenting Rico through an ambassador look or an evangelistic look, right? So if you take a look at, say, a large printer or even a, a small printer coming through the center, they may be looking for something as simple as a demo on a specific product. But most of those meetings really are around strategy and partnership for the future. So we do hundreds of those printers a year. And those conversations, I'd say 90% of them really are tied to how do I grow my business? How do I demonstrate efficiency? How do I evaluate my business and do something differently? And we talk a lot about innovation in the marketplace. We talk a lot about the technology that we can deliver. And if I take a look at the words innovation and technology that delivers systems, I think that just gets you into the ball game. It's having something behind that conversation that enables our clients meet their clients' needs. And that's through this ambassador program we have here. So why don't you expand a little more on that? Where are the gaps in, let's say, these partnerships? Because you know we had discussed this a moment ago that that's a word that's thrown at around a lot. And of course, everybody wants to be partners. Uh, that's the goal. But how are you guys actually doing that? And what are the areas that you're finding the most success in? So that maybe that leads back to maybe a base question to start with. Sometimes when you look at OEMs, Enrico is one of those OEM players, people sort of pigeonhole the OEM is into a manufacturer or a developer or innovator. They forget that there's all these other pieces outside of that specific it's a box or, you know, it's a printer. And, and so what Rico really is focused on in a partnership is not delivering a device, but enabling a client to further succeed at their business, which may lead to, it might be a printer, but more often than not, it's a really a strategy conversation around, do you have the right implemented pieces of workflow for your IT organization to implement the next step? Are you able to take a look at the market and respond nimbly with what you have today on the floor and what you have in the background pushing pre-press or press or whatever it is? Do you have the right sales organization in place? Do you have the right partnership with other vendors? Are your other vendors agnostic? So we explore all those types of different conversations with them and get to a, a place where we say, let us expose you to some education that could further your investment in this business, not investment in equipment. 
What are some things that you, if you could wave a magic wand, you would hope that everybody would automatically know about Rico equipment? Mm, that's an interesting thing. I would say this, if I had to look at the marketplace and look across all the different OEMs and the platforms, if you just talk platforms, you would be hard pressed to find another OEM that has as many partnerships with external vendors as well as an organization that has purchased and acquired a fully functional, all sides faceted print operation company. Rico can plug in any place because we have systematically invested in the market to be an agnostic player at every point of your journey. Which printers out there are the sweet spot for your company? You know, we have a really broad portfolio if you look just at the printer side of the conversation. So if you're entry level, if you're the point I made today with one of our larger printers today is if you looked at our portfolio, you could be a college student who decided to drop out and put a printer inside his dorm room and begin a print operation on site. We have a small, nimble workflow and a small printer that fit in there, and you're a production printer, all the way up to something that says, you know, we can volumize and pull offset to digital and make you effective. So it's a broad range. It's not a dollar sign. It's a what's your appetite for getting involved and and what's your uh, maybe long-term targets, your, your goals? Do they align with us? Sometimes we've heard this ambassador program and the evangelistic side of it. They'll say, you guys are sales inhibitors. And they'll say, what? They say, you guys seem to screen these folks and say, sometimes you'll say, I don't think these guys are really looking to grow a business. And we're, we're having those conversations. If you're here for a legacy, you want to leave a legacy, you want to build a business, you want to growth, you want to stay invested, then we're your partner. We're not looking to help you keep the lights on for 10 or 15 minutes. Right. We're looking for a long-term strategy, a long-term partnership. And that enablement program differentiates us from, I think, a lot of the landscape that's out there. Ready to join the conversation? Follow us at Rico Pro Print on Twitter, Rico USA Production Print on LinkedIn, and Rico USA Production Print on Facebook. There's never been a better time to take a look at Rico. I am um, actually learned about how much your customers appreciated your services from all of your customers. When you, I was trying to learn more about, you know, your equipment and who you're servicing. And so I can help the right people connect with you. I went out seeking your customers and over and over and over again, uh, besides the fact that Rico listens to us, which is monumental to them. Sure. It was that these services are impeccable. Can you speak to that a little? Yeah. So there's two, there's two arms when we think about services. One is on the service side of the house. Those are the technicians that are out there in the marketplace. And at the end of the day, you can have a relationship with me. You can have a relationship with lead of development. But at the end of the day, who you really recognize is that service tech who comes in and has that one-on-one conversation with you, like gets you back up and running or says, hey, this is what's coming in the field. So that's a super valuable resource. And we put a lot of pressure on those guys to really wear the brand. But there's another side of the business too, and that is professional services, where we look at ourselves as embedded integrators in your organization. Recently, uh, about a year and a half ago, we had a large bank in the Northwest that we were really helping with some professional services, IT integration tasks. At the end of the program, they came back to us and said, could you be the leadership for our IT organization moving forward? Because we flatlined those conversations and made 
it happen. And they said, wait a second, that's a service that we want to leverage from you guys. So we have a, a person who's dedicated to that account now who helps their IT companies, their IT organization make progress. Right. So you see, there's a perfect example of a partnership story that yeah. differentiates, but is not, you know, being told unless you are fortunate enough to be able to sit, be sitting here talking to you. Right. So I hope you guys get those stories out more, but I agree with you. The printers talking amongst themselves only really speak highly of Rico. And it's quite honestly, it's not true of every other manufacturer. It doesn't mean they don't have great equipment, but the service is usually kind of where they start to get a little, exactly. okay, that's it. I haven't been called back in two weeks. I'm getting out of this contract and I'm right. going somewhere. So preventative medicine. Also seems from speaking to your customers and also seeing their testimonials, quite frankly, that Rico incorporates their concerns, their visions, and their goals, and also their troubleshooting on your equipment into next iterations of software and presses. Yeah, that's a really specific thing that we do. We run multiple events at this center every year. We have a few that are outbound throughout the US and we've got a few that happen in the other geos. But what we ask is people to come to these smaller events and help guide us to where they think the market is going. It's very specific where we say, you've invested with us, we're invested with you. Can we as a partnership move forward and we deliver software, services, and hardware that are going to meet the needs that you think are happening? I think of one right off the top of my head, uh, Scott Fish at TriWin Direct. He has been a proponent of Rico. He's invested in our council in these events and he has given us so much positive feedback in the direction we're going. And he's also given us feedback that has challenged us and has actually helped move the meter in the direction that we're innovating on the product set. He's instrumental and, and there, I could go down the list, you know, just on the back of my hand, I can think of a, just a whole ton off the top of my head. And, and I think that's an important value that we place on people who have invested in our program. You know, as we mentioned, there was a very large printing company here. Yes. Talking to you guys for the last couple of days. Yep. Everyone's not a very large printing company. How do they get access to people like you in these centers? And where are they, by the way? Yeah, you know, and you know, we have talked about this in the past about the enabler. I don't see, and maybe this is a negative thing to say if you're that really large printer that was just in here. The reality is the access to me, the access to the subject matter experts, the access to those folks within this organization that move the meter, the access is the same. So I've sat at the table with that really large printer, but I've also sat at the table with a small community college who had only two hours and we had the same close-knit conversation. As an evangelist or an ambassador within the program, I recognize that every conversation, that voice of the customer is valuable when I go back to that development or manufacturing hat and say, am I doing the right thing for the market? And there are hundreds of thousands of the smaller printers. And when you get to the larger printer, they hold a lot of sway because of their purchase power, but their conversations still take the exact same amount of time. Yes, I agree with you. And I'm glad that you guys give the VIP treatment to everybody. That's, I'm the people. I like when the people get access <laughs> to things. So that makes me happy. But let's put these large, large conglomerate yeah. printing companies to the side for a second. Okay. Because those are few or far between. And let's talk about the printer on the corner, the, the small, medium business. What in your recent experience are the conversations that they're coming to you with, the problems that they think they have or 
and or the where they want to go? Where are they? So I, I see a common theme occurring and it's probably not unique where we are technology wise, but we've seen a huge shift or competition for eyeballs. So, you know, I don't know how many times people have said to you, I hate direct mail coming to my house. Or if I say I'm in the print business, people are like, so sorry. And I'm always like, no, it's exciting. And the reality is this. If you go back 2006, 2007, 2008, the print world was under so much pressure and so many people moved out of the industry, lost their jobs, lost a ton of traction. But if you come to today, people are recognizing again that print has such a high value based on how much screen time, how much other technology is out there that looks very similar. And you and I have looked at just kind of the phenomenal stuff that's coming off the pink and orange on the 72 right, series yes, now, right? Yeah. And that is a target. That's what people are asking about now. Printers, those small to medium printers are asking, how can I again get in front of eyeballs, get my message out there so my clients see traction and response. And that comes, that's all the way across the board. If you're a transactional based company, all the way up to direct mail and commercial print, we're all asking the same question. How do I compete for that time in front of a client? You know, if you're some of these big conglomerates, you're thinking, I've got this huge brand and it's out there and I want to pull back on that print. Why? Because it's costing me. But that's developing a relationship for every time your cell guy opens his cell bill on a physical piece of paper. You're driving relationship. Right. So those are the questions that we have, small, medium, and even up to the large side. And uh, you, I was glad that you mentioned the university in yeah. your example because people do associate RICO with implants. I guess you have a pretty large presence with them. Why do you think that you're – I mean, in my own words, why do you think you're the equipment of choice? I think that comes back to some legacy, maybe thinking and legacy building. So if you go back, Rico over the last 15, 20 years has really had a long-term vision of growing in certain segments. For example, if you go back 10, 11 years in inkjet, there was a target to grow in a very specific area. And so you take a look at the portfolio and you say, okay, it made sense to grow here and grow a portfolio based on the university system. It was, it's great to grow a portfolio based on banks, transactional insurance, financial and healthcare. But now you're to the point now where you look at where pages are going and the growth really is in that commercial print space. And I think if you look at the other OEMs, everybody's targeting that. But what makes Rico unique in that space is that we have very solid platforms in other areas of print that are leveraging into this growth space. So let's kind of segue that into what's new because there is some new stuff back there. There is. So as you got to see as we took you around, right? So we've got uh, 7,200, 9,200. We've got wide format signing well, graphic. Let's, and, let's not yeah. assume that anyone knows uh, what yeah. those are right. and what they do. Right. So – 7,200. All right. So five station color, print on demand. That's the type of, it's not an entry level uh, system, but what it is, is it's an affordable, accessible system. And it gives you options to do a lot of boutique type printing along with a production style printing. So if you're a, a print shop that has that capability and needs to start flexing into everything from wedding design to those shelf pieces you put in the grocery store. That's that target. When you start to look at the volume growth and sort of a higher duty cycle, now you're talking to 9,200. And that's a system that you're going to see at a higher level print operation. Again, because of cost, 
It's not an entry-level system, but it's an affordable system that enables you to be competitive against a market where all the other print providers in that segment are much more expensive, right? So suddenly you've got to leverage over your down-the-street competitor because you've purchased a piece of equipment that was less expensive and has the same and greater capability. And then if you move into, say, the inkjet platforms, you're talking IP5000, which is sort of that workhorse. We call it a Morgan horse application, right? You can run down and dirty transactional all day long. But if you've got a market that's shifting a little bit, you're going into things like some direct mail. That's the ability to do that. Why do we call it a Morgan horse? Because you can run it in a field all day long. And on Sunday, you can hose it off and hook it to your buggy and take it to church. It'll do some really nice stuff with the right media. Then you've got VC40,000, which is sort of the carry-on in that transactional space, but gives you greater ability into direct mail. And of course, that's micro-flexible. And then you've got the VC60,000, which is really that flagship program, which was a ton of investment on that platform. And that enables you to be commercial print, move a ton of offset. That's that market. You've got to think of a field of a sheet-fed operation that you want to migrate over to an efficiency statement. It's VC60,000. Got a ton of offset that's starting to move toward targeted audience and response rates and things like that, more personalized. That's that inkjet system there, the VC60,000. The Rico Commercial and Industrial Business Printing Group is pleased to be a pioneer in this journey with Print Media Center for podcasts from the Printerverse. Rico drives success in all areas of your operation with a customer-centric approach to business. Rico offers a full range of customized consulting services executed by a team of seasoned print production, workflow, and color management specialists who have decades of proven real-world practical experience. We invite you to learn more at takealookatrico.com. There's never been more to see. That's take a look at Rico.com. So before I had asked you about how people can get into the experience centers, and there are in multiple locations, not just here in Boulder, Colorado. So why don't we just talk a little bit about that process? Can anybody walk through their, these doors? Do they need to be qualified in some way? And where are the locations? So the first answer is anybody can walk through the door. You can be on the sales cycle. You could be investigating. You could be kicking the tires. You could be looking for education and value. We have a slot for everybody to have a conversation here because it's valuable for the RICO organization to hear from customers or potential customers at every point in the cycle, right? Does that mean, you know, pull up in the parking lot, run through the door, and I'm ready with the room to have a conversation? It is still a scheduled event because we want to make sure that we're understanding your business the best we can. So here in the US, there's this Boulder Center where those Deep conversation strategy meetings happen here. But also around the U.S., there are portals or other CEC, smaller systems where you can have conversations on a demo-by-demo basis, right? Again, that's set up through your RICO rep, and that's what starts the ball rolling. You get people having conversations, and it bleeds up, and you end up in the center, and you can have a a deep-fed conversation. In addition, say you're not in the U.S., we have them placed strategically around the world. So we have Telford, England, we've got Tokyo, and we've got Thailand. So you've got four locations total that you can go have a deep invested conversation. And then we have those portals here in the US where you can go out and really have a conversation that enables you to, am I going in the right direction? What do you have? Excellent. What is the most surprising thing, reaction you get from people when they come here to Boulder? 
the most surprising thing that drives conversations is people will say at the end, I didn't know Rico did that. And you, you would think we'd take that as like, Hey, we really did our job and told you how great Rico is. But the reality is that's a note for myself that says as an ambassador and evangelist within Rico, I need to do more because what I want people to do is come here because they know the power of the conversation and the strategy session versus coming to the end of it and going, blew the doors off, right? I want them come expecting that conversation, not being surprised by the conversation. Right. And I mean, I don't know, Roger, it's like, how do you get the word out there more? Nobody, I mean, who has time to go to webinars? Who has time to read white papers? Who has time to watch so videos? Who has time to, you know, make inquiries? You know, they have got print shops to run. Absolutely. So I'm thinking print shows and customer events and events are probably the best use of time. And certainly here. Yeah. I mean, that's my opinion. What's, what's your opinion on this? So here's what I think. In the print world, uh, printers trust each other. They have a tendency to have conversations. And so uh, about 10 years ago, within this marketing part, part of the organization, we made a decision and that we were going to focus on the print shows. We were going to focus on the events. And we're going to focus on individual one-by-one conversations. And those conversations we felt would lead to printers sharing with printers and not just getting the conversation started, but also saying, if you want to get an unbiased, true opinion, talk to Rico. It was interesting that someone said to us recently, I just went through this whole thing and you told me at the end that there was another guy out there that had something that was valuable to me and it's not linked to Rico. And we're saying it's a trust thing, right? A partnership says sometimes, let's hope it's far, few and far between, but sometimes you can't bring everything to the table that's exactly what's needed. And we're willing to enable you to go do that, right? There's yeah. power in that. For all the printers out there listening, why should they take a look at Rico and invest in your vision of the future of print? That's an interesting question. I think Rico as an organization is very methodically approached to tomorrow. So we don't do nine-month plans and 12-month plans. We do interim plans that get us through nine-month, 12-month cycles, but we have a three-year, five-year, and 15-year vision. And that three-year, five-year, 15-year vision is built on the conversations with those people who become partners or come to the table and say, we'd like to be a partner. And so if you're that small printer, that voice is in the vision. So if you're looking, hey, who would I want to do business with? I want to do business with that partner that values my understanding of the business. And that doesn't mean you have the perfect vision. It doesn't mean we have the perfect vision. But between those conversations, we get to the end game that's very valuable. I look at your investment in your programs, your software tools, your professional services, your hardware, as this is not something you drop on the floor and leave. And then the guy calls you in three years when the service contract is That investment that we have in that partnership, that vision is really about what can we do together? You've heard this phrase before, a rising tide floats all boats. If they're not successful, I don't get to be the evangelist on how well we can all work together. I really appreciate your time on this podcast, in the meetings that we've been in, on the tour of the Experience Center. Thank you so much for everything. Deb, thank you. You've been listening to podcasts from the Printerverse. We'd love to hear your feedback on our shows and topics that are of interest for future broadcasts. Please connect with us through printmediacenter.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts 
for alerts on new shows. Until next time, thank you for joining us and listening to podcasts from the Printerverse. Print long and prosper. Print long and prosper.